This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. One of these days, you should say, that is Joy. And I could be like, that is Claire. Because oh we could just confuse people even more. Isn't it funny um, when people write us and they're like, they think you're, if you do a story and they think you're me and I'm yeah. you, that always freaks me out. Because I'm like, all this time you thought we were. So the just wrong. to be Claire, yes. I'm the tall one with the brown hair. And there's the shorter one with the red with hair. But also sort of brown hair. My hair is getting browner and people are like will refer to me as someone with brown hair. And I'm like, I identify as a redhead personally. Yeah. I self-identify. I can't. Well, I, I think to it's live my I, childhood life. Well, and I see redhead. you up close. You, you like it's up close. Red it's hair. red in pictures. It's yeah, brown. I could see that. Yeah. Don't oh, take well. a bait. Don't take away the title of the redhead. Do not. Exactly. Yeah, and neither of your children are redheads. Not even a little you bit. you disappointed by that? So disappointed. Yeah. I will never get over it. As a matter of fact, None of my kids are even, they all have Brandon's dumb hair. Because <laughs> where does the lineage of redhead come from? Like who else in your Bo- family? So both your parents have to have it. Oh, got it. Okay. It's okay, like okay. old, it's like the most recessive, like blonde oh. is recessive, but red is even more recessive. And so Brandon is blonde with some brown in his family. Um, And we thought he might have some red in his family, but it, apparently no. So I, but both my dad had red hair when he was little and my mom still has red hair. Does she? All my, I don't, yeah. Well, it's like light, lightening. Okay. Because she had red hair. I guess she's kind of going gray, you know, mm-hmm. as it were. And my dad had red hair that like got darker over his lifetime as well. So, but no, both of my kids have Brandon's dumb hair. Like Brandon has this really straight, Is Brandon going to be listening to this and be really? He, I tell him this all the time. Okay. His dumb and hair. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> his dumb hair. I'm like, your kid, my, our kids have your dumb hair. Like, his hair is great. Brandon has like a nice thick head of hair, but it's just, there's nothing like, it's like the most unremarkable color. It's just like bronze. And <laughs> it it's is very so, much a bronze. and it's like so fine and like kind of fluffy. Like it really doesn't have any like texture. I have great hair in my opinion, which hair. I respect. Yeah. And own it. Yes. Own, own it. it. I have great hair and Brandon has less great hair and both of our kids got his that i mean his yeah, he has dumb hair and both people who don't know like claire up close which is not a lot of you but like your hair is so thick you have so Super much thick, hair wavy like it wavy. has a great natural wave it, it like really does what i well. want it you, to yeah. do it holds a curl it holds mm-hmm. a wave it like it's it yeah you rocked and, an undercut like five years ago and your hair yeah. still looked thick <laughs> That's yeah, I could shave is. off. I literally <laughs> shaved off half of my hair and still had more than enough hair. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So you got the and, good hair. Yeah. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Okay. First of all, I need to know from the public. Do you say which ha- which part of the word do you emphasize and from where in the country are you? Do you say Thanksgiving or do you say Thanksgiving? I didn't. I've never paid attention to that. When did you realize that was a thing? My stepbrother says Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, you coming over for Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. Okay. And most people I know say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Coming over for Thanksgiving. But like he hits the thanks. And he's he grew up in this in the South and he says, Y'all come over for Thanksgiving? Well, that's that's a southern 
right inflection and i just like it. had never right yes. y'all coming over for thanksgiving thanksgiving, thanksgiving? y'all mm-hmm. coming over for thanksgiving okay and it and the first time i heard him say that i was like thanksgiving thanksgiving is that what you mean so i'm just curious if anyone wants to write in with an observation about I'm, that. Anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it has so much to do with being southern. I wanna know Probably. how I always wanna know how East Coast people say things. <laughs> my dad's from Jersey and we have so many words from him growing up in Jersey. Anyway, I digress, but I love to hear Okay, hold on. I have a I have a yeah. dad question. A dad a dad lexicon question. Okay. I feel like all dads have this. What and moms and grandmas and grandpas, what are the things that your parents say instead of swearing? Oh, I love that question. My dad's my, d- yeah. dagnummit, dagnummit instead of That's like, what my dad says day. too, da- yeah. dagnummit, dagnummit, mm-hmm. yeah, or dagnabbit. Mm-hmm. My grandma, my mom's mom used to say, I swan, <laughs> instead of like, I swear to God, she'd be like, yeah. you know, like if like, like an, uh, an interjection, I swear to God, not like an actual swearing to God. Where instead of like, I swear to God, if you do that one more time, she'd be like, I swan. (laughs) And Uh, it would be, she used it both in the negative and the positive. Like if you were playing bingo with her and you got a bingo for like the 10th time in a row, she'd be like, it was like a positive interjection as well. Like she could, she could swan, but you got a bunch of bingo. I want to hear, I want to hear these so bad. So you can write in or voicemail. Please. I think we might just put this as an Instagram story question. I mean, Instagram story today. That's actually a great question. And I want to hear in different languages too. Write in or even just like voice memo memo it. Because I love hearing different language swear words. Yes. Does your mom have one? I feel like my mom never really had one. She just she really does, but I don't want it to be offensive. She, I mean, we grew up Catholic, but whenever she got upset, she would say Jesus Christmas, <laughs> Jesus Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, I'm not saying she took the Lord's name in vain, but when she would be upset, she'd be like Jesus. To Christmas. all the Catholics listening, you know we're in the clear, you know, right? And yes, and not only that is my mom is like the devout. I mean, guys, she grew up. Catholic. This is not like just a cafeteria Catholic. She was very much Catholic. So I feel like she is allowed to say Jesus Christmas when she gets upset. That's really all. She That's she doesn't adorable. swear. I, I can I can still tell that she doesn't like because I have a massive potty mouth. If you let yeah. And I try very hard to not swear around her, but every once in a while it slips out and I can just tell it just hurts her heart. I just want to be like, Mom, I'm really a good person. I swear. She's not mad. She's just disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, now that we've had two whole tangents, uh, my Thanksgiving was good. <laughs> we went to my dad's house. I only ended up making two types of pie. I made cranberry curd and apple pie. And then I, I meant to make... great. Okay, the cranberry curd was a little disappointing, actually. It looked amazing. And Tilly warned me about this on Instagram stories. Tilly, our baking friend in Denver, she warned me that the flavor was not going to... like. She was like, I made it and the flavor was not as complex as I wanted it to be. And I fully agree with that um, conclusion. Like with like that it didn't judgment. taste how you thought it would taste. It just tasted very like, okay, like that's cranberry, I guess. Like it just could have had so much more going Packed for it. Punch. And I, yeah. I feel like I don't really know what would give it that. It almost felt, tasted like it needed, like it wasn't rich the way you wanted it to be rich. It just felt very like, okay. Like texture wise or taste wise? No, j- the texture was fine. Okay. And the taste was just very like, eh, it was okay. My apple pie was very good. And yeah, I still really want to make a pumpkin pie because I love pumpkin pie, but my stepmom makes pumpkin cheesecake, which I also really love. 
And that's mostly what I ate. It was great. What about you? Well, as you know, I think I mentioned last week, we went to Westcliff for Thanksgiving. Scott got sick, so he had to stay home. It was so sad. But here's the thing, and I'm not putting any rumors out there, but he did get the booster shot on Saturday, and we left on, we were supposed to leave on Tuesday. I ended up staying till Wednesday to see if he, he was going to get better. But he thinks, I don't know, we don't know if it was a reaction to the vaccine, but hey guys, get your vaccine. We don't know. It's, but, but he got very, very sick, ended up getting bronchitis. And so I don't know if it just was like a weird. I definitely think there's something timing. to be said for like the vaccine does, you know, it's like anything. If you have multiple things coming out of your immune system at once, it can be a recipe for a tough time. Yeah. So whether he got it in the public, but we're very careful who right. knows? Obviously, he did not the get timing. The, he did not get bronchitis from the COVID vaccine because that's not that is impossible. Right, right, right. exactly. So he was <laughs> just like it. Was just the timing was just very, very sucky because he felt a little bit off from the booster, and then he got really sick, and so he had to stay home because obviously people don't want to get sick. And the doctors said, "Yes, please do not go around people." And he his cough just sounded horrible. So poor guy was sick over Thanksgiving. We felt so bad. He felt horrible because my whole family came to town, and he hasn't seen them in a long time. So overall, that was just a bummer. But I had a great time in Westcliff. JT and I drove down to see my family, spent it with my nieces and nephew. And like, I brought a bunch of Legos to for us to do while we were there. I don't know if ever, anybody remembers last year, I posted um, the Lego VW bus that Scott got me for Christmas. Because you may remember last year when I was diagnosed with Graves disease, and I had to take some medical leave, people, people, Scott thought that Legos would be a great way for me to pass the time. So he started just buying me a bunch of Legos. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be the Legos person now. Like you don't need to buy me Legos from now on, because I'm not going to like do them forever. But I'm happy to do a set of friends Legos while I'm sitting here on medical leave. Anyway, he bought me this huge VW bus. I took it out, I don't know, sometime in the spring to sit down and do it. And if you're a Legos aficionado, this was like way expert level advanced, meaning you had to separate the pieces, whereas like the more beginner intermediate, they put every phase like bagged already for you. So you don't have to really go searching for the pieces. I don't have that much patience patience to sort through all the pieces. So when I brought this bus in, my nephew sat down immediately, took it all out. He finished it in under five hours. I was just like, you are amazing. He's 15 years old. He he just like hungered down, put his head down, got the whole thing done. It was amazing. So we played a lot of games. We watched movies. We went outside and played. We ate good food. My parents were just so cute. And of course, yes, my mom did cry. We were doing like what you're grateful for around the table. And oh, you had to know she was going to cry. And, and what she does, I can't remember how she started this tradition. But one of the traditions is she puts these two little beans in front of you. And you have to go around with this little cup. And you put the beans in the little cup. And you pass it on. And every time you put a bean in the cup, you say what you're grateful for. So everybody was putting their beans in the cup to say what they're grateful for. And when it got to her, she just started crying. And we were all not like making fun of her, but we were like, mom, just it's us like just <laughs> it was just really cute. So I told you guys she was going to cry because she was going to be so overwhelmed with, you know, just the family love. But it was so good to see my brother, my sister in law. I mean, we just I'm very lucky in that department because I get along super well with my sister in law and my nieces are just adorable. And they just like, love JT. And my nephew's just like the sweetest 15 year old. And I'm like, how are you? How are you so big? But yeah, so overall, it was just a really, really good trip. Other other than we really missed Scott. So it was a success. We saw some deer. 
My dad uh, clouds. Life? We got a lot of snow the night before Thanksgiving. So the whole Thanksgiving day was like building snowmen. And my dad got to plow all the snow. So we helped him put the plow on the truck. I mean, I was just like sitting there thinking like, my dad is 80 years old. He just turned 80 a couple weeks ago. And he's just like, I aspire to be him at that age. He's just, he's amazing. He's Ronnie Z. So yeah, it was really good. Also, for those of our listeners who celebrate Hanukkah, it's Hanukkah right now, which is awesome. So happy Hanukkah. I don't celebrate Hanukkah, but I think it's very cool. And I think I was talking to a friend who celebrates Hanukkah and she was like, you know, Hanukkah is actually not like a super major holiday in the Jewish religion, but because it's so close to Christmas, it just sort of like gets lumped into like, right. you get a holiday and you get, she's like, so yeah, happy Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah. So um, speaking of JT coming down with you to Westcliff and your little like road trip. Yeah. How's JT doing? Give us like the very short, however much you can tell us without feeling emotional about it. Stop crying. <laughs> recap of how drop of went with Cadet and sort of like what will happen next. Yeah. Uh, it was funny when you said that. I was like, oh God, don't cry. If I cry, whatever. I don't think I will. Okay. I'm like, what, three weeks out from this? But um, I certainly couldn't talk about it. I think we recorded like the next day for Great British Bake Off and I yes. texted you and I was like, whatever you do. Just don't ask how I'm doing. It was one of those moments yeah. where if someone asked how I was doing, I was going to lose it. Just don't talk about it. Don't ask me how I'm doing. And we'll be fine. We'll get through it. But for those of you, just to recap, we raised a service dog for the past 19 months. Her name is Cadet. And we turned her into advanced training on November 12th in Oceanside, California. We flew there with Cadet. We stayed overnight in Oceanside. Actually, we stayed a couple of nights. But Friday the 12th was her turn-in day. And she will move on to advanced training. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, getting there, I think what happened was like, you know, being a puppy raiser, this was our first time actually raising a puppy from like puppy stage to then turn in. So I have all these puppy raiser friends who like a month and a half beforehand are like, oh, I bet you you're feeling like the clock is ticking and that, you know, the countdown has begun. And we really felt that. And I know that I talked about this on the show too, of just like, I just wanted it to be over because the anticipation was so hard because you're like sitting there with this amazing dog and you can't help but think about like everything you're going to miss about them. And so when we got there, actually back up is like, I was fine until we left the house. So everything was fine in terms of like, I was like emotionally okay. I was like amping myself up. This is what this is what she's meant to do. And like all the things you're trying to tell yourself about this whole process. And my parents came in to watch our house and our animals while we were gone and celebrate my dad's birthday because it was the week of my dad's birthday. And so we're packing up that morning to go to the airport. And it hit me that like she's not coming back to the house with us. And it was so funny because I can laugh about it now, but like I was holding it together just fine. We're like getting all of our stuff ready. We're kind of packing up our stuff and, you know, the usual like kind of rummaging around the house while you're getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden my dad's like rummaging around doing something and he goes, yeah, do you have any like plastic gloves around or rubber gloves around here? And that is when I like, you know, like when you get so emotional and you're trying to keep it like keep it locked up. And I couldn't anymore. And it, like all morning I was fine. But that moment when he asked me that was when things were starting to like just spill over. And I just started bawling. <laughs> my, and he was tell. like, it's fine. I yeah, my dad's bag. like, oh my God, I'll find the rubber gloves on my own. But I just started bawling. And I just like after that moment, I couldn't stop crying. But my rule throughout this whole thing was like, just feel your feelings. It's like the whole thing with my job. And like, just feel your feelings throughout everything that's changing. 
So we made it to the airport, I think like getting on the flight. I was just so nervous to fly with her because she's never flown before and she did great. Um, but turn in was awesome. Like we had a really good night that night with her. We, we like stayed on the beach. So we got to do a nice like walk on the beach with her. We ordered in, we just ate food in the, in the hotel. Um, and then that next morning we had like a really awesome hotel room, of course, because Scott is Scott and picks great rooms. And we had like our own little deck. So we sat outside with her that morning. And once we, it was, it was so interesting because like the whole time I kept thinking, I just don't want to lose it when I talk to her trainer because I knew we were going to meet her trainer. And this is the trainer that like will be with her for the entire advanced training. And I I was like, I just don't want to cry in front of the trainer. I want to be able to like hold it together for the trainer. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, Scott, maybe Scott will be the one to talk to the trainer and I'll just be the one like kind of losing it. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, if all else fails, Scott can talk to the trainer and I will be quietly losing it in the corner. So we get there and I just go into this like manic phase where I'm like super high energy. And I think I did that because it was like this protective, like I just have to stay pumped up so I don't lose it. And not only that is when, and I'm sure he would be fine telling everybody this, but like as we're driving up to Canine Companions, like the actual building, I'm having all this nostalgia because this is where I trained with JT. But I look over and Scott's bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, no, I think this is when I Lock texted it up, you. Scott. Yeah, I think this is when I texted you. Because I was like, oh, no, oh, no, we are almost to like turn in and he's bawling. And I'm like, okay, so one of us has to be the one to talk to the trainer. It's got to be me. Yeah, so that was really hard because we walked in and, you know, they have this like cute little table set up with like bags for all the puppy raisers, like goodie bags. They put, they take her collar off and they like, you know, you take her collar and they put like the professional training collar on, which is basically just like a blue CCI collar with like her, you know, graduate training tag. And then they put a, it's almost like a graduation gown on the dogs. You go take pictures and then you go in and meet the trainer and the trainer, her name is Grace and she's so sweet. And I told her I was a graduate. So we had like some, and I got to see JT's trainer. Her name's Sarah. She's amazing. Like the trainers are so, 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 so cool. Talked to Grace for a while, told her all about Cadet and like the things that she is, her strengths, her weaknesses, just how she is as a dog. And then the whole time, Scott was just like quiet. I kept turning to him be like, did I miss anything? Is there anything else? And, and I was just like, boop, 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 like mile a minute. And he was mute. He would not talk. And he just kind of looked at me like, no. And we all had masks on, of course. And so like, I couldn't really see his facial expressions. You know, they take the dog, she goes off into wherever land of advanced training, and then we left. And yeah, it was the hardest thing. I think truly it was the hardest thing we've ever done. Um, afterwards. <laughs> and then he was, was shopping. Well, yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, truly, we we're in California. I love California, but I don't really remember it. It was like a blur because it was like, the whole time you're just thinking, oh, shit, I don't want to cry. Um, like, I was just like so focused on her. And I, as much as I love California, I was like, I'm so glad we didn't freaking go to Disneyland because <laughs> I would have been so, <laughs> I would have been like so distant. But afterwards, we got in the car and <laughs> we're just like crying and sad and Scott was crying and 
I was like, let's go shopping because I need to do something else. And so we went shopping and we were just both like, I think felt like we had been hit by a truck. But like, you know that this is like what they're meant to do. But it was like one of the hardest things I think I've ever done because it really felt like the only way I can describe it is like when you, you know, like when you go through a really bad breakup and you like miss the person because you know they're still out there. <laughs> like you want that person in your life. It felt like a really bad breakup, but also it felt like a loss, like like a pet had died. And that's like the weirdest place to be in because like, you know, they're still out there. And so of course, like being at CCI, I love them so much. And I know like they take really good care of the dogs, but yeah. It was really, really hard. And so we went to, we went to Lululemon and we're both like crying our eyes out. And the second we go in Lululemon, I'm just like, all right, just focus on the clothes. We actually got some really good deals. They had an amazing sale, <laughs> like a pop-up store. Scott's like getting, like this is in his element. And I think he like locked it up. And then we just went and got dinner and then Scott went for a run on the beach and I stayed in bed and just cried. And then like the next few days, were really hard to come home and like not have her there and that was really difficult but I think like the overall experience is like oh now I know what to expect and I know that's like never gonna get easier if we do this again but it was so worth it and now I know why people like just puppy raise over and over again because like you just need to have that energy around and JT is fine. Like I knew he would be okay because he's JT and he adapts to everything, but he was like kind of weirded out. And I think he could tell like something was up. It's so interesting now, like being on this side of it to be like, oh, now I get it. Like now I get why all the puppy raisers were like texting me every day. and like, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, that was brutal. And one of my puppy raiser friends was like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, when we raised our first puppy, I thought I was about to crack in half when we turned her in. I was like, that is the perfect way to describe it. I literally felt like I was cracked in half. And, and I'm like, I just laugh at how now I'm like, oh, let's do it again. Like, let's sign up for another dog. But it's because of like that dichotomy of being able to raise such an amazing dog, hopefully for someone who needs that dog. And then, you know, we immediately got home and turned in our puppy raiser application to do it again. And I was connected with a couple other dogs in the community that needed help. Like um, someone needed to puppy sit. So we puppy sat for a dog named Vespa. And then there's a woman in a wheelchair just down the street from me who has a service dog. Her name is Oli. And she's on the handler, the owner is on bed rest right now. And so she needs someone to walk Oli while she's kind of like down and out and recovering. And so I've been able to like kind of fill that void, even though we have JT, just kind of like having cadet took up a lot of our time. And so like, that was something that was really hard to come back to or like, you know, I freaking hate memories on Facebook and Instagram because Every time I pull up a memory right now, it's like a picture of her and it like literally punches you in the gut. And so 
the next steps is like, we'll get our first puppy report. We already got like a introduction of like, here's what the dogs are going to be doing. And we all know that she's going through advanced training, but we'll get our first like official report on like progress of how she's doing December 15th. So we're like counting down the days for that. And that basically just says like, here's her strengths, here's her weaknesses, here's what we're working on, you know, that type of thing. And then every month you get a report on how they're doing. I do know within the first month of being at advanced training, they likely will select if the dog is going to become a breeder dog so that they will then, you know, just live with a family in California. Anyone who, any dog that's chosen as a breeder dog has to live in the California area, like next to a canine companions facility. So if that's the case, if she became a breeder dog, she would live in California, but um, we'll find that out within probably within the next few weeks. Other than that, we just keep getting reports to see how she's doing. And then she could be sent home at any time, like I've said before, but like, that's, that's where we're at. And the wait list to be a puppy raiser again is probably six to eight months. So we're, we're not like worried about the timeline on that. We're not worried about a break just because we're both starting new jobs right now. And so that's like, you know, we don't want to raise a puppy right away, but that is the emotional roller coaster of turning in a canine companions dog. Sorry, I didn't think I was going to cry, and I'm really pissed. That okay. <laughs> Emotions are normal. Emotions are normal. That was a big transition that you're still going through. So also remind everybody what would happen if they decide she is not going to continue with advanced training for whatever reason. Yeah. And, so- and like, I'm always curious, like, what are the types of things that sort of Will like disqualify in a, dog. in a change in career. Yeah, change in career dog. So most of the time, it's things that you just can't train out of a dog, such as a startle response. So or an aggression, an aggression towards something. An example would be a dog who just really barks at statues every single time it sees a statue or goes by a statue. Or one of the things I've always been concerned about with Cadet, which I feel confident they can work on with her, but anytime we'd be walking and a loud, loud, like one of those very, you know, those loud cars with the loud mufflers or a very loud muffler uh, motorcycle would go by, she would just stop in her tracks and wait for it to go by. So she didn't get scared, but she would just stop like, what is that? I'm not like, moving that until that like goes danger. by me. Okay. Yeah, and she would she would recover quickly. And that's usually what they're looking for is like how fast do the dogs recover when they do get startled? Or are they just like obviously stressed? Because they never want to put any of these dogs in any type of situation where it's going to be stressful for them because that is just not good for the dog. So something like that, um, they do a lot of startle responses. They do a lot of training around like surfaces. So if the dog like won't go over, great. Um, they train us a lot when we're training the puppies to go over a ton of different surfaces so they don't get weird about their paws. One of the, a side note of funny, the funniest thing to watch a dog that never has never been on sand. When they go on sand, they like freak out. It's really funny. They get all excited and weird about sand, but she was used to that. But yeah, um, go just go into a lot of playgrounds and see how your dog dog reacts to sand. But I'd say those are the main things is like if they just have something that is not, they, it's more like a personality trait and they can't just train it out of them. That is when they would say, well, this is going to be too stressful on the dog moving forward. There's another thing they call kennel stress, which is just like the dog is not responding to the structure of training and it just really wants to be a pet dog. And so that's something they are always monitoring, which I also love about them is they just really make sure that these dogs are having the time of their lives, that they're like getting a ton of play, 
um, a lot of structure so the dogs know what to expect. But there have been dogs that have been sent home for health reasons as well. So they do very thorough exams. And they call that a medical release. So something that could be potentially uh, a risk for a lot of vet bills or a lot of vet visits in the future, then that would be something that would disqualify the dogs. So things of that nature. All right. Well, we're proud of you, Joy. We can't wait for your next puppy. Lord almighty, man. (laughs) I'm glad you have JT and I'm glad JT is doing so well. We are giving him so much attention. He is loving it. And, you know, he loves Cadet, but he's not moping around. He's just, he's a dog that adjusts and adapts very quickly. But um, I posted a really sweet, it's kind of like a poem I'll have to post it again if people missed it. But one of my really good friends raised a puppy and she also has a facility dog. She works at the VA and she wrote this really awesome response to how can you give them up? And it's just so well said. It basically says like the every single time when people say, when you tell someone that you're raising a service dog, they're like, oh my gosh, you have to give them away. Like, of course, that's the first thing people ask. And I'll have to post it again because I don't want to cry again. But it's a really it's really well said about like why we do what we do. I think about it all the time. It has so much to do with like how nothing is like really fine. Nothing is really permanent in life. Right. It says like everyone, everyone that you come into contact with, like every person, everything you come into contact with will leave your life at some point. Sometimes you'll know about it ahead of time and other times you won't. And like as puppy raisers, you're lucky to know exactly how that's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really, it's really sweet, but that's one thing where you're kind of like, yeah, I thought about that a lot too. When I was raising her is like, we, you know, nothing is really permanent in life and like, it's a good reminder of that. But anyway, that is if anyone has questions about it. And if you're thinking of puppy raising, I'm happy to answer questions. It's really one of the best experiences and hardest experiences. Would you say, I know, you know, as someone who obviously when you first got cadet or when you first applied to become a puppy raiser, that was before the pandemic when you applied and, but you picked her up literally like the a couple weeks into the COVID. So you were, Scott was home or you were home. Like life looked really different than kind of normal life during your puppy raising yeah. during this puppy raising season. And now yeah. you have a new job, which we'll talk about here in a second, where you are going to be working from home. Would you say that someone who does not work from home could, or could, does not have like a little bit of a flexible schedule could be a puppy raiser? It would be hard. And I don't, I think Canine Companions would say otherwise, and I have not, I, you know, I'm just one puppy raiser. I'm sure other puppy people, puppy raisers would disagree. But I just, I would say for your first time, for your first time raising a puppy, maybe plan to be home for the first two weeks where you're home all the time. I don't think they stated enough, and I knew it was going to be full time, but I don't think they really prepared us of how much time it's going to be for like the at least the first month even. And so Scott and I talked after, you know, two months in that we were like, yeah, if we were to do it over again, we would have taken the first two weeks off of work to be home full time to get into a schedule and then kind of figure out your groove. Yes, then it's doable. But it's a lot of time and it's a lot of work. And especially because these are service dogs in training. You can't just put them in a crate all day. You can for certain amounts of time, but they need a lot of attention. I would say for your first time, probably try to plan it where you have some time off available. But then of course, as they get older, just like with any, you know, growing thing, they they mature, they need less attention, they are easier to manage and easier to train. But 
when they're tiny babies, yeah, it's a, it's 24-7. I don't... And yeah. Cadet never got to be a good sleeper, so I was up every single night the entire time we had Cadet. <laughs> Do you think that's something that they would release her for? No, not at all. Oh, because okay. the other thing I think is she was just on a different sleep schedule. I know it because I think we got into a bad habit habit of putting her to bed really early because we were just so tired that we'd put her in her crate early, but then she'd get up early. And so... <laughs> She would just, and she wasn't one of those dogs. Yeah. But we knew we actually sat for a couple dogs and some dogs will just go back in their crate and go back to bed. She was not one of them. She was just like, I'm up, we're up. Life is going on. What's going on? It's 5 a.m. That's how River is. Yeah. Yeah. Once she's up, she's up. That's how Evie is too. As a human. Yeah. Whereas like I, it's funny, like Brandon and Evie, once they're up, they're up. Miles and I, we could go back to bed at any time. River, once she's up, she's up. It's totally a personality thing. Yeah, it's totally a personality. And like one of the dogs we dogs at, we we put her back in the crate. She'll sleep for another four hours. And I was just like, oh my gosh, we did not get that dog. (laughs) So depends on the personality. But I would say if you are thinking of puppy raising it, you know, prepare for it to be a full time job for at least the first couple months. And then it does get easier. You get into a routine just like with anything else. But I don't want to sugarcoat it. It's a lot of work. We always get, not always, we occasionally will get folks who reach out and are like, oh, I am interested in doing this. Like I've always loved, you know, been so drawn to wanting to train a service dog and really inspired by it. But, you know, I would never be able to take my dog to work or X, you know, but here's this huge roadblock in my schedule. What are other ways that people can support CCI? Well, that's a great, you can see if there's a chapter, a volunteer chapter chapter in your area. They have a lot of local chapters. So you can just kind of even look on Facebook to see if there's local canine companion groups. There's a ton of them for Colorado. So I'm in all of those. You can support people by, you know, offering to transport dogs or you you have to get on an official puppy sitter list if you want to watch a dog. And I would say that's not usually the top thing that you can do to help just because there's so many people that can help out with watching dogs. But The other thing is just spreading the word about canine companions. And I would say, obviously, on the top of my list that I will always advocate for is educating people about not buying fake service dog vests, making sure that people understand how it impacts people with service dogs if they are using fake vests for a dog that was not trained to be a service dog. So like those types of advocacy things I think are really important. Or you can donate, donate money. They always need money. They're a nonprofit. So on to the next big life update. You started your new job today. We're recording this on Monday as we typically do. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It was like six weeks. It was it was like in the amount of time between you accepting this job and starting this job, yeah. I interviewed for accepted and started and worked right. for a month at a new job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I accepted it in September, I believe. Yeah. And then I started today. But really quick, because I've been talking, how is your job going? Like, yeah, I know, sure. Let's start with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like last episode I talked the whole time and then this episode is like joint updates. <laughs> So my job's going well. I've, like I said, I've been there now. This is the start of my fifth week. I'm working again for like an outdoor clothing brand. So it's just been really crazy to start at this time of year when, you know, my first day was November 1st. So we're three weeks out from Black Friday, right? And the holiday season, you know, I think for most of the apparel industry, fashion industry, customer goods industry, (laughs) 
literally most of the, of the industry, unless you have like a, a step, you know, unless you're in the barbecue industry or something like most of your sales are done. I think most of the places that I've worked that have had these, you know, type of like consumer goods, 30 to 50% of your sales are done in the months of November and December. So it's just been crazy to start during a time where that is really the focus. And I, my role is supposed to be sort of the person who sits at the top of not at the top, my boss is all, all the way at the top, but who sits right on right on top of the st- of the strategy and the strategic initiatives and like helps all the other more specialty teams, like the email team and the website team and the creative team and the paid media team helps those teams execute in order to meet the bigger strategic goals and execute the bigger like strategic messaging vision. And I just haven't been able to do that at all because by the time I started, that big vision was like so far out to sea already that my boss literally was like, Hey, I don't want you to worry about figuring out what's going on for the holiday season because by the time you figure it out, it's going to be over. So, you know, just like help where you can help support where you can support, but you know, don't worry too much. Don't stress out about not right. knowing every single thing that's happening because it's just not realistic for you to get up to speed at this point. Right, right, right. Which I'm really glad she set that that expectation on day one because I would be tearing my hair out. All of November, I would have just been tearing my hair out if someone had been like, okay, go, like you have to own all this now. So I'm really grateful that that was set up. But overall, it's really good. It does make a difference to get paid more. It really does. Like it makes me feel less resentful if I do have to, like I have some stuff that came up over the weekend and I had to kind of jump in on it. And that's annoying to have to work on the weekend. But at the same time, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, this is one of the biggest weekends of the year. There's a lot of stuff of changes kind of coming through. This is not a normal thing. I'm not just like getting conversational, like, and you know, I'm not, not conversational. I'm not just getting like one-off emails on the weekend. Like, but it definitely helps when you think, feel like, okay, I'm actually being compensated for this. But I think overall, um, I really like the brand. I really like the people that I'm working with so far. The office is really cool. I actually really like driving in Denver. I might be in the very like wild minority of people who love commuting because I just missed, I've, We've you miss your commute. You miss your commute. And they have I, really fancy coffee yeah. there. They have coffee. It's so fancy. And like, you know, that's enough to get me down there. Like, like I'm going to go get an oat milk latte. I'm yeah, for free. I think so. And we'll drive that hour. I will drive for an hour. <laughs> so it is like 45 minutes to an hour away. And that's a lot each day, but I'm never, there will never be a time where I have to do that five days a week, 50 weeks a year. The expectation is I'll be going into the office maybe one to two days a week at the most, or maybe the two to three days a week at the most. I'm fine with that because I don't mind being in the car because I get to think my own thoughts and like listen to podcasts and like, yeah, it's your quiet time. It's my quiet time. Like if you're, if you are someone out there who lives with small children, you understand that like, it is very hard to find those moments. And so I actually kind of, not even the bathroom is sacred when you have kids. It's really, really not, (laughs) not even a little bit sacred. So I'm really enjoying it. I think it was a really good move. Um, I'm, you know, I'm happy. It's been definitely hard because there is, there are, it's a busier job than my current, than my previous job was. And I think I talked about that last week. That is, is hard with Brandon's schedule because with Brandon working in the OR, he doesn't always get, he, he never gets off. He doesn't get off at the same time each day at all. It could be, he gets off anywhere between like four and six. And that's a big range when you have like school pickups to deal with and karate. And if I'm driving home from Denver, so that has definitely be, like created a point of tension. And I'm really interested to see how we figure that out. Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks. So yeah, tell us about your new job. Let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. Guys, Ned. it's the holidays. It's the holidays. So do you have stressors around the holidays, Claire? Do you get stressed? I'm, I'm a pillar of... 
stress, Joy. <laughs> well, it's like this type of se- time of season where everyone has a million and one things to do, even though we're still trying to social distance and maybe there's not as many parties to plan for, there's still a lot to do. So I feel like if you're feeling the extra stress, if you're feeling like there are just too many things on your to-do list and you're like, I just am feeling it at the end of the day, I can't wind down. Might we suggest our favorite partners, Ned, and their products of CBD? I advocate for (laughs) using the, I'm advocating for the sleep blend still because I love it, love it, love it. And I love the people who are writing in. They're like, I can't wait for hotel sleep. So if you are having the same feelings as I am, I'd love to hear your feedback because I truly still feel like I get hotel sleep when I use the sleep blend. But I've also been using just their CBD blend for the daytime just to kind of de-stress. And a lot of people are also loving the Mellow products. So I don't know what you're still using, Claire, but I am. Yeah, I tried the Mellow products for the first time because I also take magnesium as like a supplement that's been recommended by my doctor to help with migraines. I was like, well, why am I taking CBD and then like swallowing this giant magnesium pill? I could just take this mellow product and I love it. I take it before bed. It's really, really wonderful. It tastes delicious. Um, it definitely, it's, you know, meant to replace like a natural calm or something like that. Like you otherwise we could just kind of drink before bed. I'm definitely a big fan of it. So let me just do a quick rundown of what is in their de-stress blend. And it's been in development for over a year. So it's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp, features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, one of my favorite words to say, cardamom and cinnamon. And now for the holidays, Joy and Claire listeners get 20% off Ned products, 20% off you guys, with code JOY. When you spend more than $150, Ned is throwing in free gifts with every order. Visit helloned.com. Like chapstick. Like oh chapstick, guys, guys. I feel like we don't mention the we don't mention enough. the chapstick enough. It's so it's like an angel just kissing on your, your lips, just kissing your dry, <laughs> cracked winter lips. If if for no other, like if, if I uh, yeah, I would spend one hundred fifty dollars just in chapstick, and not because I mean it is I'm not but like it's like I can't. I literally can't imagine a better stocking stuffer. No, I cannot imagine a better stocking stuffer. So I we have completely failed to mention how great their chapstick is. But yes, they are throwing in free gifts. Get that chapstick. Visit helloned.com forward slash joy to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 20% off plus free gifts with orders over $150. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay, so tell us about your job. Okay, so really quick, I accepted a new job, full-time telehealth, doing therapy from the comforts of my home. Not unlike what I was doing with BetterHelp, but I will be working for a company full-time, salaried, benefits, the whole shebang, working with a team. And so I started today. And the reason why I started a little bit later was a lot of reasons, but when you're in the therapy world, they have to do what's called credentialing. And they have to submit your license and get it on insurance panels and yada, yada, yada. That takes a lot of time. So when you're working in healthcare, especially in the behavioral health world, that can take some time. So I decided to start after Thanksgiving so we could turn in cadet. I can enjoy Thanksgiving. And it's crazy because starting today, I just had like, I had a lot of emotions around what the past six months have been like because of, you know, what happened with my last job. We're 
running out of time today and I'd love to talk maybe about this a little bit more next time of talking about grudges because I've been finding myself still angry over what happened holding on to a grudge and I'm like that just isn't good energy but at the same time I'm still so mad like I'm so angry and I I do want to talk about that at some point like I feel comfortable like in a good place talking about it now because I don't want to just like gloss over it I don't feel like it's giving them any type of power. It's just more of me being like, hey, treat people with respect and kindness. And how do I also let that go and move on? Because it was a very difficult thing that I went through. But I was really thinking like, wow, it's so cool to think back over the past six months where I've really had this downtime to reflect on my life and get priorities in order and think about what's really important to me and get my health back to think that I'm starting a new chapter with a company that really values, and I know it's the first day, not every, not any job or every job is perfect, but I can feel the energy shift already of how much better this is going to be for me, the people and the culture and the vibe. So it's all really onboarding right now. And it will be for like the next couple of weeks. So I'll keep you posted, but I'm just really, I'm just really happy. But I'm also kind of like, I had this horrible nightmare last night, like horrible, just one of those dreams where you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I working out? But it's very clear of just like stuff that I'm still holding on to from feeling a huge grudge from the last team I worked on. So I would like to maybe do like a to be continued on that topic of just like how you let go of grudges. But new chapters, new beginnings. I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Well, guys, that about covers it. I feel like there's just been a lot of updates needed lately. You know, we knew November was going to be a big month and it was, and now we're processing it on the other side. I would also like to process the fact that the baking show is over. The Great (sighs) British Bake Off series for 2021 has ended. You had a birthday. Yeah. I had a birthday. Yeah. My birthday was last week. That was fun. I didn't really, I mean, that's not true. We did a lot of fun stuff. We had a good day. We went out to breakfast. Maxine and Brandon threw me like a surprise Harry Potter lunch. It was very fun. But yeah, it's just, it's been a big month. We're going into December. There's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot going on. I feel like I can't help but think about New Year 2022 and reflecting. It always makes me think about the year. Maybe we can have some type of conversation with people around what 2021 meant to you and maybe expectations or throwing away expectations because truly, at least for me personally, when 2020 was over, I was like, thank the good Lord, 2021 is going to be great. We have a new president. Things are going to be great. You know, all of these positive feelings. And then 2021 was probably one of the hardest years for me. I don't want to set any expectation. I'm like scared of 2022. But I also, it was a good lesson of just being like, man, you really just have to surrender sometimes. And Mm -hmm. that's the best you can do. Boo, surrendering. Boo. All right. A quick few quick reminders. Please let us know what funny things your parents say instead of swear words. Please. What was the other one we were going to do? I'm going to have to like go back and listen to this episode. I know. There was another one. Jobs. No. No. All right. Well, you'll just have to rewind and figure out what it was because I already forgot. And don't forget to check out Ned. They have so many great products. We talked about the de-stress blend. We talked about Mellow. We talked about their just straight hemp oil. We talked about the sleep blend. We love all of their products. We love the people. We love, we know it has a lot of integrity. Check them out. Get you some chapstick, if nothing else, because man, that chapstick is oh, just so great. And you're supporting so the podcast, supporting and our 20% sponsors. off. What's not to love? What's not? To All love? right, guys, 
Thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. As a reminder, all of our episodes are available at joyandclaire.com. If for some reason you ever go to your podcast app on a Thursday morning and we're not there, just run over to joyandclaire.com. You can stream our episodes directly from there. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye.